I'm Mike Supple from SuppleWine.com. Just sort of going through the process today of how to taste wine because, you know, sometimes you want to just drink it because you're drinking, sometimes you want to taste it and get a little bit more out of it. So we're going to go through this process. I've taken the liberty of already pouring myself some wine because it's more fun that way. I've been drinking before the camera went on. So let's just talk about it. Here's the fun way to taste wine. First, you pour yourself a glass of wine. You look at it, take a sip. You think, damn, that is a tasty beverage. You swallow it, and you move on. That is the fun way to taste wine. All right, maybe you want a little bit more out of your glass. So you want to maybe go through it in a bit of a sort of a, a little process that you get something out of it. You can maybe remember it. You can use it again so you know what you're doing. You want to start sort of by looking at the glass. It helps if you have maybe a white piece of paper or something to hold in the background. But you just want to kind of look at the color. The reason you do that is... Let's say I don't know what's in my glass. I'm doing a little bit of blind tasting. Looking at the color can help you start to make some assumptions about the wine. In general, young red wines, the younger they are, the more purple they'll be. Um, they get a little bit older, maybe they start to get some ruby, they lose the purple. They get even older, they lose some of that ruby, they turn more into a garnet. They get older, they kind of turn into a brick red. Beyond that, they turn into kind of an amber color, go into brown, and they're sort of tired and dead. So looking at the color will give you kind of a vague idea of how old they are. That's not always a good litmus test. Some grapes, like Sangiovese, Chianti, for example, um, even when it's young, it has a brick red color to it. So there's never one thing that tells you exactly what a wine is. But you start by looking at it. Then you can give it a little bit of a swirl, and you can see, you know, maybe see if there are any legs in there. Some people like doing this. Legs refer to little drips of, of, uh, sort of liquid that come down in the glass here. It's caused by the alcohol in the glass sort of uh, evaporating up around the glass and then dripping back down. Some people tend to think that the legs tell you how much alcohol is in the glass. The thicker or the faster they run means there's more alcohol. It kind of gives you a little bit of a notion. If you see a ton of thick legs, maybe it's a high alcohol wine, but it's also affected a lot by how clean the glass is, what kind of detergent you use, uh, various things like that can affect the legs. So it's not really all that worth doing. Next, if you're really evaluating it, you want to give it a good swirl. Swirling the wine mixes it with the air, and mixing it with the air really brings the aromas out. And when it comes to smelling and tasting a wine, your nose can pick up thousands of minute particles and many, many, many different things that you've smelled before and then bring those up. Whereas with taste, you can really only taste five things. You have salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami. Now, this is debatable depending on what part of the world you're in. It's sort of coming in from Eastern cultures. It's the sense of savory, the sense of deliciousness is how it translates. But those are really the only five tastes that you have. Anything else that you pick up is actually part of a scent, it's part of an aroma. So the, the, the mouth and the nose work in conjunction really well. So you want to swirl that, give it some oxygen, and really let all those aromas come out so you can smell and taste everything. So after you swirl it around like for a little bit, you know, go ahead and get that nice vigorous swirl. Get your nose way down in there. Take a nice big sniff. Don't get your nose in there. Snorting up wine hurts like hell. But just get it close <laughs> enough so you can get a nice smell. And just take a minute, think about sort of what you're smelling. Out of this particular wine, I'm getting some nice dark licorice, some black cherry, maybe hints of some sweet tea, some cassis. And you know, if, again, if you're doing it for scientific purposes, you're doing it for your own notes, you want to be able to rec recognize wines, you can write it down. If you're doing it with a group, just start saying things out loud. Start talking with people, see what they smell. Basically, you're only going to pick out things that you've smelled before. So maybe you smell something, you can't quite put your finger on it. Somebody else across the room shouts out, 
I'm getting some black plum. You know what? I've had plum before. I smelled it. You know what? You're right. That does smell like plum. You know what? I may be getting a little nutmeg and you shout that out there and someone else. And it, it really helps to just spitball your ideas around. You learn a lot. If somebody says something, though, don't just agree with them just because you want to agree with them. See if you smell it. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. People smell different things. You might not smell everything they smell. So after you're done with that, um, before we move on from smell, so if you, you really want to pick up some more things, sometimes it's, it's tough. If you keep smelling the same thing over and over again, it kind of sort of deadens your, your senses. You can't smell it. Think of it like uh, the last time you visited a farm. The first time you set foot on that farm, it, it stinks like crap. You know, it still has pig crap. It's terrible. You're on that farm for six hours. By the time you leave, it probably still smells bad, but it's not nearly as offensive and just, and just doesn't knock you over the way it does when you show up. It's because your nose sort of gets immune to certain smells. Same thing happens with wine. Same smells immune. So you want to smell something. If you, if you have some like coffee beans or something that really shocks your system out, that works just great. But if you don't, smell something that's really common, like the back of your hand. Your own skin is something that you're used to smelling all the time. You don't think you have a smell because you're always smelling yourself. So smell your hand. Go back to the wine. You'll notice a difference. All right, moving on from smell. Next thing you want to do is take a little sip. And you suck some air in your mouth. Careful not to inhale into your lungs there, but you suck a little bit of air in that mixes the wine and the oxygen. Again, you have smell receptors in the, you know, the back of your throat because it's connected to your nose. You're going to pick up more scents, more aromas. The things that you taste, you're actually sort of smelling at the same time. So you kind of look at it. Is this, is this a sweet wine? Is it a dry wine? Does it have a lot of alcohol? Is it in balance? Is it, does it feel like the alcohol is burning when I swallow that? Or is it you know, nicely well put together? Is there a lot of tannic acid? Does it have a lot of tart pull here? Is, is the regular acid really high? Does it make your mouth water a lot? Uh, you can think, these are the things sort of the mouth feel, things outside of taste that are very important, how it feels in your mouth. Is it smooth and round or is it chunky? Um, but you, know, you sort of feel these and, and see how, you know, how they fit together. Young wines generally have more, ch more tannins, they're a little chunkier, a little rougher on the palate. Older wines, aged wines, a little bit smoother, a little more integrated. Young wines that are made to drink young, and they, they'll have less tannins. They, they make them on purpose so they are smooth and, and well integrated. And, and that's great. You want it to be easy. You want it to be an enjoyable thing. So again, you're looking for things that you smelled and seeing if, if the flavors you know, have the same types of things that you smelled. Maybe you're picking up a few more things. So I'm picking up sort of notes, maybe even a little bit of earthiness, a little bit of leather. It's important to note that that's not a bad thing. You might, you personally might not like it. I kind of enjoy that in wine. I think that's a good note to look for. Um, just because you like something doesn't mean somebody else will, but just go, you know, go on with it. And that's, you know, that's, and again, I'm still definitely getting the black cherry, the plum, again, a lot of that nutmeg in there. It's sort of really spicy, some kind of cedar spices, a little bit of lingering vanilla in the back. Also think about the finish. How long does the wine go? As soon as you swallow it, does it just disappear? You're done tasting it. A lot of wines, and particularly, you know, easy, cheap, white wines, they make those just, you know, you drink them, you forget about them, they don't have a lot of complexity, the flavor's gone. Expensive wines should have a long finish. You should be able to taste that sucker for, you know, you should go on seconds, minutes, you're still feeling the flavors, the nutmeg, the vanilla, the cherry, it should be, bam, it should just be going on and on and on. If you have a wine, you don't know what it is, and it's got the long lingering flavors, that's a good sign, it's pretty expensive, and it's pretty well made. Um, the lesser expensive wines just don't have the complexity to go through that. If you're tasting a whole ton of wines in one day and you're kind of making a bunch of notes, you want to not swallow the wine. Yes, sacrilegious. You open a bottle of wine, how can I be fortunate to throw this away? Well, if you're doing a bunch of tasting, presumably you're not paying for all the wine. So that's fine. Somebody else paid for it. Deal with it. If you like it a ton, you love it, your best wine ever, sure, swallow it. But if you're drinking a whole ton of wines, just take a sip, 
spit it into a receptacle for that, spit it into the sink, spit it into something just not clear because no one really wants to look at your spit. But you go through it and you can get the same thing. You swish it around your mouth and you still get that length of finish. So that's a process. You look at it, you smell it, you think about it, you sip it, you think about it, you swallow, you enjoy, you go on with what you're doing.